and welcome to the Billowing Hilltop podcast. Uh, I'm here with Johnny. Hi, Johnny. Hello. Uh, thanks for joining me. And now, Johnny, what is the Billowing Hilltop? Well, that's an ancient legend. I, I know the origins. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're the first person to know. Okay. Well, keep going. Well, the others should know, really. I mean, uh, it, back in the, I think I was thinking about this, probably the late 70s or early 80s. I had a character called Marcus Doombringer. The famous Marcus Doombringer. He was a very powerful, powerful yep. wizard. So it wasn't a sorcerer, it was a wizard. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, it was 28th <laughs> level or something ridiculous. He's the only non-sorcerer you've ever run. Yeah, he was very <laughs> powerful. He had a couple of iron golem bodyguards. But in those days, people used to uh, used to sort of threaten each other. Yes. Oh, high level characters. The... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I can only imagine, I can't quite remember what happened, but I think some one of the characters threatened him and he got very angry. Uh, one of the things that he used to threaten back was, was shape-changing into a neutronium golem. <laughs> yes. Which was from uh, Booty and the Beasts, a, a supplement, and and threatened about switching off of the gravitational field, which would crush anyone within a you know half a mile or something onto his body. This is just so mad in retrospect. But before he did that, <laughs> of course, it turned out to be a cobble. Uh, so you know what the Billowing Hilltop is. Let's talk a little bit about Grimbold. Uh, you have mentioned, well, as we've been playing, that you wanted to try and pick new spells. Well, not new spells, but spells that were new to us. Talk to me a little bit about that. Well, I've been playing Sorcerers. Uh, it's my favourite class. I usually yep. play a Sorcerer. I did try Wizards for a <laughs> bit, but then... Yeah, usually but... I think is an understatement, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, wizards. Uh, I like the tr- the fact they get loads of spells, but then they have to do tedious things like trying to learn them and um, yeah. find the spell books. Yeah, and actually, what it boils down to is usually just a few good spells anyway. Yeah, uh, in, agreed. In, in a sort of D and D situation, so why not play yeah. a sorcerer if you're trying to max out the spells and everything? You usually end up the same ones, but this time I thought, you know, why not try some different spells? Your reputation is that you tend to pick and cast quite defensive spells so to turn your sorcerer into a sort of invul- <laughs> invulnerable yeah. invulnerable kind well, of spectator. Uh, well, who, for, mm. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm going to get into it. But when you, So when you say the usual spells that you tend to end up with, what are those usual spells? Well, I'd just like to say there's a bit of a dungeon myth with my, my characters. <laughs> uh, you know, he... Uh, they are vulnerable sorcerers, and I've been in lots of situations where I've hardly got any hit points from dying, and nobody helps yeah. my character. So I yeah. try not to get into those situations. So you do yeah. have to pick a mix of defensive spells and offensive spells. I've got a I've got a, a dragon. I think he's a dragon kind or dragon born, not dragon born class, but a dragon kind sorcerer. So he automatically gets some armor protection. So I don't need to do major arm anymore. Gotcha. Yes, because that was but, your go-to. Number yeah. one spell. And then there's things like false life. And I just think, well, it, it, instead of taking toughness or trying to max out your constitution to get more mm-hmm. hit points, I could do yeah. this spell, which would give me more hit points. So that's yeah, that makes sense to too. But I mean, so the, the usual, I don't know what you would call it, but the, the kind of spell selection that I would imagine you would normally go for would be, at, certainly at first level, you, you'd obviously get your ray of whatever it is, your cantrip damaging thing. And, and then you'd kind of go for flaming sphere... Uh, and mage armor, and what else would you normally pick? I'm well, to think. mage armor, shield, um, oh, yeah, shield, burning hands, magic missile, yeah. those kind of spells. Yeah. 
Yeah, but, but instead you've gone for slightly kind of different well, chromatic orb. Yeah, which is actually does quite a bit of damage. I had to pick framing hands again because it's such a good spell. Burning hands. A burning hands, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but then I've tried this ray of sickness, and I've uh-huh. only used that before. I think that looks quite cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the false life, rather than okay. So it's no, it's it's interesting to see. Actually, the the new choice of spells is is becoming slightly necromantic, and I've never played a sort of necromantic type. I thought you quite liked but, the whole. Well, I like the idea of sort of undead armies and things like that, but I've yeah, never yeah. in real it. life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've I've tried to run clerics before that you know raise undead armies, but it never never really got round to it. <laughs> it never really happened. But I like the idea. Yeah, there's always something better to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. So now, you, so you think Grimbol's becoming a little bit uh, necromantic? I mean, o- overall, yeah. oh, that's quite yeah. interesting. So maybe he starts as a kind of slightly irascible, conformist grumpy, cautious little halfling who turns into a sort of evil, cackling, undead puppet master. Yeah, I don't think he's evil. I, nah. I don't know if necromantic equals evil, I suppose. Not necessarily. Well, he's playing around with old dead things. And then in terms of where he's going as a character, are you going to... I presume that you're... Are you going to stick with Sorcerer? You're not going to multi-class? No, that's... That's the way to, to uh, doom him. I thought a lot about it in the past, but it doesn't quite work. That's 41 years of experience for you. Exactly. Yeah, you just become sort of not regular at anything, really. You need to stick with it. Well, that's it's good because um, Lucas and Paul are both kind of thinking about multiclassing. Ah, uh, so he's multiclass the thief rogue, is he? Oh, Paul. No, well, he's not. He's not anything. He's a fighter. Uh, the fighter rogue. No, not he's, he hasn't. He hasn't multiclassed yet. He's thinking about doing it later. Uh, and he hasn't told me what he was going to pick. He actually was rather mysterious on that score. Mm. Anyway, they can listen back to this and realise that your forty-one years of experience should tell them that they they've made the wrong choices. The only thing is, Lucas has actually got probably forty-one and a half years experience. Because he yeah. actually introduced me to D and D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. He yeah. introduced me to D and D as well. Anyway, thanks, thanks for the chat. It was very interesting. Right. Um, I urge you, please, uh, uh, our readers, to um, rate, review, and uh, subscribe on your podcast uh, apps of choice, be they Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify or whatever. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter or at billowinghilltop.com. Uh, thanks, Johnny. Also, like Grimbold as well. What? If, oh, there's a, if there's a way of doing that. How do you? Uh, um, we haven't got individual pages for that kind of thing. Well, you could leave a comment saying it Grimbold's has to be a really little, little... Might better than the others. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. Might get uh, extra get, experience points if you get the opportunity to to uh, somehow um, rate or review Grimbold as a as a character uh, through some means or other. Then then we encourage you to do that too. Uh, thanks, Johnny. That's okay. And without further ado, uh, let's have episode eight, Burn Baby Burn. Oh, we're here to kill Burple. Mm. Oh, that's what I said. Paul's thinging. What did I do? I can't remember what I Well, you're you're a balance beam in the middle of this room. Eve, Ah. everybody. Eve. Eve. Good evening. Good evening. Ah, right. Found the room. Oh, yeah, babe. we are in uh, in a room with balls on the bottom. It's I think it's ten foot. Is a balance. And you were about to along. attack me or something, weren't you? That's right. You Burple had shinned his way halfway along this balance beam between the door or rather the kind of opening in this mouth. Yeah. Climbed up the shaft at the end of the blue passageway above the blue lantern. 
found a little uh, corridor which you kind of scrutled along and then at the end of that there's a face the mouth of the face was open you clambered through the gap in that and you found a chamber that runs northeast ends in what looks like a kind of metal door uh, but the only way to that metal door at the same level as the as the entrance you came in was is this sort of balance beam and then 10 foot below you uh, the floor is covered in these uh, metal spheres uh, and as we left things you got halfway across Parker Sessions and Cuthbert are kind of lurking mm. in the corridor outside this chamber I'm sure uh, I have a rope tied to me uh, you do have a rope tied to you yeah and uh, uh, Grimbold had uh, was hiding at the back although he might be sort of moving up to join you and as we left things, the, uh, the, the the walls have got this kind of honeycomb pattern on them. And that honeycomb pattern has revealed itself to be some sort of um, projectile mechanism. And it's fired loads of, <laughs> fired loads of balls at Burple. Yeah. So uh, Burple, uh, I'm going to roll now to see whether or not you're hit by any balls. Uh, let me just check the roll. Uh, let's just see what happens. Okay, this may not be so bad. It, it will. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't have been, but it's I've real. had I, it w I have had two weeks, obviously, to work on it, so it's uh, <laughs> significantly more lethal than it was when you triggered it. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> okay, hitting armor class twenty-one. That's going to be a hit, is it yes. not, Purple? Yeah. Yes. So you take some bludgeoning damage as all these balls slam into you. Uh, you take uh, two points of bludgeoning damage. And you need to make a dexterity save, DC 13. Yes, I thought that was coming. Dexterity save, DC 13. Yep. No. No. Oh, and damn. Four. Oh, uh, God. You're knocked off the balance beam by the spheres. Never to be uh, seen again. And you fall 10 feet to the iron balls, which means you take a D6 falling damage. Gun is surrounded by balls. Let's just put that in now. So you take a further five points of falling damage and you're lying in the balls. Let if, me if I remember yeah. correctly, yeah. I had tied myself, I tied a loop around the balance yeah. beam. Yeah, so you'll fall sort and of in around a me. swing. Yeah. Oh, I'm prepared to allow that. So what, so you sort of fall off, but oh. are suspended? Yes. Yeah, how much slack have you did you given put in that rope then? Well, enough enough to you know kind of stand up. Right, enough to stand so, up. So if you hang around your waist, and it's enough to stand up. That's about three walk. feet. Yeah. So your nose is brushing so you're hanging, some balls. So you're, okay, so you're hanging three feet below this balance beam, so yes. swinging penduluming backwards and forwards. Um, and let's have initiative. Let's roll for initiative. And a large troll comes <laughs> and uses you to pin the after. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, so I'm assuming I don't take that falling damage. You don't take the falling damage. Right. You just take the crushing damage as the rope tightens around yes. you and destroys your basically. kidneys. Okay, so let's start uh, one at a time. Let's run our way round. So, uh, uh, Burple, what's your initiative? 17. Okay, and what does uh, Sessions get? An 18. Cuthbert. Cuthbert gets a 19. Grimbold. 14. Wow. Okay, Grimbold gets a 14. Okay, so that leaves me with Parker. Parker gets a 10. 
10 for Parker. Uh, Cuthbert, what do you want to do? Uh, what I'm going to do is climb through the yep. face thing. Okay, so you climb through the face thing. Into the passageway. And right. I'm going to have to hold on to myself as I laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll be a move. And then I think what I'm going to do is then... I'm going to tie myself. Um, I'm going to steady off and uh, <laughs> tie myself to the. How many, uh, how many? How many ropes are we? Okay. Yeah. To do that. I'm not going to. I'm not going to have anybody um, holding on to the other end of it. I'm literally doing it so it's around the beam and around me. So if I fall, the beam holds me. Yeah. That's and that'll be my round. That's your round. Okay. So what about sessions? What do sessions want to do? So I have the other end of the rope. Yeah. You have the end of end of Dan's rope, yeah. Okay, so I pull. will shout. I should pull. I was going to say pull, pull or, or drop. So I will start pulling. Okay, so I've, I don't know if I can get to the mechanics of this. But I'm, I'm not very assume, strong. Well, not only that, but it's like, what are you pulling? If you're pulling Burple, then he will sort of swing towards you. And then pulling the, loop... the No, there's a loop. There's a yeah, loop yeah. So around he's pu- the thing, and he's, he's pulling that loop, which so is you're like a another dangle going down to me so you're like a curtain so he's pulling up yeah, i'm trying to pull you pulling you back oh. yeah. okay, i'm not going to get into friction but i'm going to say that uh, because i suspect there is some i'm going to say that you can pull Just make the balance beam really smooth make i tell you what you can make a uh make a strength check sessions you don't want to pull him off and uh you want to <laughs> It, you, you're looking for a 10. A 10 pulls Burple, uh, let's say, two squares towards you, under 10, and you just don't have the strength in your tiny hobbity frame to okay. move. Okay. Well, I get an 8. Okay, so you sort of lean back. my tiny ring. hobbity strength. But the, the, the friction of the, the rope as it goes around in its loop and all of that kind of stuff, and Burple's weight, you're too much to move, and let's move on to Burple himself. Well, Burple... Oh, okay. So what's the deal about climbing back up here? It's not particularly tricky. Make an athletics check. DC 10 to get yourself swung up so that you've got your hands, you know, you're clinging onto the balance beam from below and you pull yourself up. It's going to be one of those... (laughs) You fuck that up. Fuck that up. You got a six the first time and a five. It's that, thing. it's that thing when people stand on a loop of rope and they're like going backwards and <laughs> their feet are going backwards and forwards really quickly. So you're frantically just kind of really what that real wobbly thing going on, trying to grab, not help by the fact that the sessions is trying to pull <laughs> at the same time. Uh, uh, at the back, doing nothing, Grimbold. Yeah, I don't really know what to do. Um, pull. <laughs> you could, pull. in theory, step forward and grab hold of the rope running between Sessions and Burple and help pull him in. Uh, I think Sessions perfectly capable of pulling in Burple. But he's not. Okay. He's just tried. No. I'm glad you're paying attention to that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> he's lying down. His eyes are asleep. He's in his special pyjamas. I'll tell you what I was doing, to be honest. I was looking up how to add a plus one short sword to my character sheet. <laughs> That's probably a bit of a sore point, anyway. Especially if you don't uh, have it. I couldn't work out how to do it in Hero Lab, so I wasn't really listening. So what happened? 
You spent <laughs> five minutes trying to oh. equip a thing that you don't have. Oh, don't. Please don't start. What do you like at meetings at work? And you're standing there, are you, Grimbold? <laughs> so, yeah, Johnny, so, Johnny, tell us about the uh, plans that you've, you know, you've reviewed the plans, right? So tell us about the plans. Sorry, I was, um, <laughs> I was thinking yeah. about goblins. Um, <laughs> yes, Lord Vader, you may start your landing. Um, <laughs> landing? <laughs> so what happened? Session failed to... Grimbold, are you sta so you're standing on the pressure plate, Grimbold, is that right? No, I, can you explain this? Oh, that's a pressure plate, is it? Mm. <laughs> Sorry, I'm at the beginning. Right, that, was, yeah, that was last time. That was, that was last right. time. It was the beginning. Can you explain this? This is a pressure plate, yeah? The patient's all prepped for you, Doctor. Uh, patient? <laughs> right, how did you get past the pressure plate? You just went around the side of it. Stepped over it. It's not very big. Okay, and then there's this this gaping hole here. In your where your where your memory should be, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. And so, what what happened? Burple fell in. Sessions tried to hold him. Burple's hanging from a rope off the balance beam because he tied himself off first. He steadied yeah. off in front of everybody, and uh, is now dangling above these metal balls. You don't know what's going to happen when it's metal ball time again. And <laughs> session tried to pull him in mm -hmm. and failed. Right, I... There's a rope coming out, you go, you step over, you grab the rope, and you pull. It's five minutes, it's never going to get back. Strength check. Yeah, to move yeah I know, it's just... Back to the entrance. And do you, do you really need help at the moment? I, I do have work in the morning. Well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming that these balls are going to fire at me again. Have you taken so any damage? A, yes. Only two you points. You really weren't paying attention. <laughs> no. Two points. Yes, but that's just one round. You don't know what else is going to happen and how long I might be stuck here. <laughs> With the way that I'm rolling, we're in the All first right. round. I'll move up to there without stepping on the pressure plate. Yeah. Grab the rope and then make a strength yes. check. I'm pretty DC weak. 10 strength check. Well, give it a shot. Oh, Ten. done it. Yes. Okay. okay, so Burple, you can move yourself uh, two squares back. Yeah. Great. And then I'm going uh, to move back. Parker. Still holding the rope or not holding the right. rope? Right. Who, uh, me? No, I let go. Because <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't actually affect anything. It just means... I'm assuming that the end... Your end You're of the rope on the beam, fall. right? You're back yeah. on the beam. I'm presuming that the, the end no, of the rope, not. somebody stands on it or something to stop it falling into the, into the pit. I'll hold I'm, on to it. I'm yeah. hanging underneath the beam. Yeah. Ten, uh, I'm hanging. I was assuming I was still holding the rope. Yeah. So you're going to pull as well, Graham? Okay, so session. I already pulled this round. Yeah, it's Parker's going. Oh, Parker, are you going to pull me off? Or are you going to just <laughs> leave, me, leave me hanging? What? So what is that? What are we actually trying to achieve here? The general sense was that there there is a door at the other end of this balance beam, Parker. Yeah, there's a door at the other end, right? There's a door at the other end that Purple was trying to get to, yeah. Okay, so the thing that I'm trying to get at is, do we want to progress forward here, or is the first attempt that we're going to make is to get Burple back up onto the beam? The first thing that you're going to make is to pull Burple back out of the room, and then we will basically regroup and decide what to do. But we know what the room does now. 
would it help if I now also pull on this rope and try to pull? Yeah, you can pull me. Yeah, you can pull me ten, ten feet, surely. Yeah, you can yeah. have a go. Yeah, yeah okay. I failed. So it's, a, so it's a strength, a strength check, right? DC ten yeah. strength check. Yeah. Okay, you aced it. Very nice. So you can pull Burple another. I'm going to be super generous and say three squares. Okay. Well, move yourself, Burple. Well, because yeah. you're, so str you're you stronger than Sessions and you rolled a 21, so I'm just being nice. So I need to make an athletics check to get back up. You do. Yeah. But before that happens, there is motion within the balls. Uh, I thought there might be. Yeah, you can uh, you can hear guys. You can hit the balls start sort of dis, sort of. Uh, oh, I don't know how to describe it, but the, the, there is something beneath the surface of the balls clearly moving, and it looks like it's moving to from the path of the way that the balls are being disturbed on the surface. You think that this whatever it is that's beneath the surface of the balls is moving towards you. Right. Uh, yep. <sighs> kind of. It's it 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 the the motion starts. Ooh, uh, about 15 feet from the end of this chamber. And by the time that the movement has stopped, it's about 15 feet from you guys. So it moves about uh, 20, 25 feet. Okay. And the other thing that happens is that kind of Burple and Cuthbert, all around you, uh, you can hear uh, laughter. Kind of... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kind of echoey, kind of ethereal, slightly childish laughter. Okay. Cuthbert, what do you want to do? Um, Cuthbert's way. Cuthbert is not going to get out of the way. Go on. You had to remove your loop to get past me. Is going to. Oh yeah. One thing to bear in mind, by the way, is of course that the the balls did not get did not trigger until Burple was basically halfway across. I think I think uh, Cuthbert's going to get out the plus one sword that he was lent so kindly by Grimbold and try and take a kind of a full defensive position. So he's going to try and steady himself on this three foot wide shaft mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. and make sure that if, you know, he's ready to receive whatever comes his way. But um, Burple is correct in the sense that you've got a loop of rope running underneath the balance beam. Yep. Yeah, and he has, and I've got to unloop myself before yep. I can get past yep. him. Exactly. So you're okay. So you're drawing a sword, and you are getting yourself set, as it were. Yeah, I'm okay. ready well, in to swing the Oh, so you're readying my exit. Yeah, basically blocking my escape. No, I'm not blocking your escape. Yeah, you are. And you're readying what exactly? Paul, sorry. Ready to hit anything that comes at me. Okay. Sessions? Yeah, am I holding him up still? No, nobody's... Uh, Burple is suspended by the loop over the balance beam. The rope that you're holding on to, or Parker is now holding on to, rather, just pulls that loop of rope along the balance beam. It's not required to keep Burple suspended. Right. Okay. I will delay. I will get ready in action to withdraw. <laughs> okay. And now it's purple. Okay. I shall make another yeah. attempt at athletics. 12. 12 is good enough. You're up. You steady yourself. 
Can I move? Yeah, you could. That was that's a move action to to, to, to haul yourself back up onto the beam. So you've got another action. You could can use I, a dash action can I to move. Push Paul off the, <laughs> off the balance beam so I can get out of the room. You could try. It would be a a uh, an opposed athletics check. But it, but but I would have surprise, right? So I would be rolling at advantage, right? Because he wouldn't expect <laughs> me. Well, though, he, well, he is ready in action to strike anything that attacks him. So depending <laughs> upon how you interpret that, it could all get extremely nasty extremely quickly. Okay, I'm what? feeling I'm feeling a bit twitchy. <laughs> what are my prospects of getting past Paul? They're not great. Paul probably kind of has to back up for you to get past him. Or can, can if he ducked, for example, I could go, or I could go between his legs. You could. Well, you're tied, still tied to the rope. Yeah, and yeah. You're still tied to the beam, so it's a horribly tangled mess. If you try and go past, Cuthbert's tied to the beam too. Yeah. I think that's pretty complicated. You probably need to free yourself from your rope. Yeah. Probably would. Just run down the end. Run. Someone get down the end. Well, run the other, down the other end, past the balls which knocked me off the last time, put me in a kind yeah. of dangly position with the monster right beneath me. Yeah. Sounds like something you would do. I'm going to... What does heroism do? It is imbued with bravery until the spell ends. The creature is immune to being frightened and gains a temporary hit points equal to your spellcasting ability modifier at the start of each of its turns. I'm going to do heroism. Okay. And now it is Grimbold. Yeah, well, I don't know what to do. I mean, uh, no, I'll just stand there. Do nothing. I'll look down the corridor the, and see if anyone's sneaking up behind us. Um, Parker. So what I will do is I will do my shillelagh. Yep. And um, get my on my quarter staff and uh, ready in action to block. Well, to basically, if if sessions moves away, to move into his space, and if this thing comes up, to bop it. Gotcha. That's my plan. Okay. Right. The there is more movement beneath the surface of these metal balls. It's not really moving towards you anymore. It seems to be sort of generally moving around in an area about 15, 20 feet away from you. Uh, and there's more laughter. Something kind of appears at the other end of the chamber. Those of you with enough eyesight, I guess. Well, actually, it sort of glows, to be honest. So, potentially, you can see it. It appears sitting on the balance beam at the far end. And what it is, is a kid but not a normal-looking kid. The kid is spectral. It looks like a 13-year-old farm boy. The head is over at an angle that's unnatural, uh, like a broken neck. Neck's broken. Yeah. It's got unusually long black fingernails and his eyes are kind of weirdly kind of sort of slightly kind of demoniac glare but there's also a kind of humor in there kind of laughter mm -hmm. and he's just sort of sitting on the beam sort of looking uh perfectly relaxed and sort of laughing 
Um, and just looking at you. And what do you want to do? Well, I think we can drop out of initiative sequence at this point because there's nothing immediate going on. It's like Gollum. Spectral, though. What I'm going to do is I will undo the rope that's holding me up. Or yes. That's tied around the post. So so um, Purple Herpish can run away. Yep. And then I'm going to retie it. And then I'll make my way forward very carefully. Bracing okay. myself How to be hit. How far? Yeah, so and, and are you on your hands and knees or are you standing? Yeah, hands and knees, bracing myself to be hit by one of these things. Okay, so you've got a loop around the beam, you're on your hands and knees, and you're very gently inching your way forwards along the beam. Yeah. And this uh, apparition watches you with interest. Okay. Is anybody else doing anything? No. They're waiting for me to be hit and killed and eaten and spat out. Well, nothing happens to you, Cuthbert. Uh, this kid uh, watches you approach. Okay, keep going. He's sort of... The more you inch towards him, he's sort of encouraging mm -hmm. you. He's sort of going... <laughs> so I will basically move up to behind Cuthbert. Okay. So, Cuthbert, have you moved up a little bit further? Yeah. And when you do, balls shoot out of the walls. Okay. And the kid starts laughing again. <laughs> the balls attacking you, uh, Cuthbert, uh, hit armor class 14. Is that enough? That's not enough. So you're not hit. The balls hitting Parker hit armor class 23. Natural 20. <sighs> Uh, no. And so you, Parker, are hit for some bludgeoning damage. You're hit for uh, five points of bludgeoning damage, and you need to make an a dexterity save, DC 13. Actually, you're, did he you say you were crawling along, Parker? Yes. So you can make that save with advantage. Okay. Dexterity. <sighs> Both failed. You're knocked off the beam. <laughs> it's like, it's a knockout. And you're dangling from the beam, and uh, yep, that's pretty much where we uh, stand. We can we'll use the old initiative sequence if we need to go back into it. So you're dangling. Uh, Cuthbert was unhurt. This kid is laughing. Yes, and he kind of beckons a bit to you, Cuthbert. So I keep going. Yeah, you keep going. He's saying, "Come on, come on." I'll go. Hello. He says, uh, "I've been here for decades." What's your name? Alastor Land is my name. I was punished. I was punished for abandoning my family in a time of need. I can't go back out. I'm not able to leave the way you came because of my curse. But I am able to push through here. And he points behind him at this metal door. Oh, what's behind there? It's a glorious, glorious chamber. Strange carvings. And there's a pillar of air. Ooh. There's a catch on the other side of that door and that opens it without a problem but you can't reach it only I can reach it why don't you open it? I can open it but would you open I... it for me? if you did something for me yes. what can I do for you? my curse will be lifted if my bones are taken from here mm. and he kind of gestures indicates down below him into the pit of metal balls yeah if you were to take my bones from here and reunite them with the bones of my family, the curse would be lifted. 
That sounds fairly reasonable to me. And then I could go through the door and I could open the catch for you. Yeah. Where are the bones of his family? They're in graves. They're all dead now. They lie in the graves on our farmstead, which is near near Diamond Lake. Okay. If you were to do this for me, I would be free, and I would be happy to let you through this door. Okay, so why don't you show me where your bones are? Oh, I can't move from here, really. Do you know exactly where your bones are? No, no, I just know they're down there. So uh, I'd have to I, go down. There's something down there. There's something down there. Yeah, something nasty. Oh. Uh, and uh, that you would need to uh, you would need to to destroy it, and then you could yeah. then you could get the bones. There are other things down there because other people have tried this journey, and failed. I imagine they all fail. They all fail. What does this nasty thing look like? Um, oh, I don't know. It's like a kind of a worm, but kind of like with with sort of claws. A worm with claws. That's the kind of thing. Is it big? Um, is it bigger than me? Uh, it's a bit big, maybe a little bit bigger than you. Not, not. It's it's big for a worm. Yeah, well, that's, worms tend to be quite small. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. I, that sounds like a good idea. If it's all right with you, I'd like to go back and have a chat with my friends, and we'll figure out how to do this for you. Oh, sure. I'm, <laughs> I am quite literally not going anywhere. I'll just sit here. Uh, okay. I'll be here watching over you, and then he disappears. Okay. All right. Well, I will gently make my way back. Uh, and more balls. I'm across 19. Yeah, that is. It seems to be just that square. And I am crawling, so can I get an advantage on Well, we'll do the damage first. You take six points of bludgeoning damage. Yeah. And then you add advantage, you can make your DC 13 dexterity save. Okay, six points of bludgeoning damage. That's just recorded as normal damage, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a type of damage, yeah. And then a DC... It's a dexterity save, yeah? Yep. And I'll roll the first roll. Ooh, that's a fail. So the second roll, an advantage. Yes. Yeah, that's more like it. Okay, so you hold on. Yeah. Okay. You take a bit of damage. Yeah. And you keep going. Yes. Um, Parker, what does Parker want to do? Is Parker, you want to zoom back? Well, I've got to do an athletics check, haven't I, to... Um, oh, you <laughs> Climb back up again. <laughs> oh, you, you hate to see it. But Parker's rope <laughs> is stopping Paul's rope going past. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah. Well, let me just try my athletics check. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> a six. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Well, I rolled a 20 at the start, and then since then, nothing over a 10. That's the way it goes. Well, we're not yeah, in round sequence. There is disturbance in the balls, uh, but there's <laughs> nothing... There's nothing going for you as it were um so we can allow you to sort of um make your exit but you do need to kind of hustle because you're in the, still in the zone that looks like it's triggering ball trouble yeah can we dangle a, a kind of sorcerer down and see if that kind of attracts like a bit mm. of bait on a fishing rod all right then parker let's get going come on get up 
Well, you could unrope yourself, Paul, and then go past him. Or you could cut his rope. Oh, you could cut right. <laughs> What the hell is going on here? So, second try is also just. Well, that's a whole round, so I'm afraid we've got more balls. Um, mm. Only Cuthbert is uh, uh, potentially hit. Uh, but he missed. Rolled off the 17. Rolled off the 17. Parker has failed. Everybody's failed. Um, <laughs> it, it's... I haven't tried pulling. Somebody could try pulling. No, because they didn't leave a rope behind. They, they're they're self-propelling. Oh. Oh, so, yes. Parker, you better get... It's a, it's, you've got a chance to redeem yourself, Parker. Here we go. This is going to be a success. <laughs> oh, yes. There you go. Naturally. That's more like it. Okay, so you ace that. And then, you've got another, <laughs> and then you've got a... And then you've got a move action. Right. So you can well, scurry, so... like, two or three squares oh. back towards the door, if you wish. Is that our plan? Why don't you just stay there and get hit by the balls? I think that's probably <laughs> the best, a better plan. Well, Shut or up. move on through. No, but, but we have to go into the balls to find the bloke, the bones, yeah. deal with the monster that's in the balls, to then go and take the bones back to his farmstead yeah. so that he will open the door for us. Yes. The next thing to do is going to be to try and entice this creature to come out. Yes. We should start. So actually, I know what I'm going to do. So I'm going to move to there. I that so that's the end of my go, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that should do. Right. So what have we got, guys, to deal with these? Cuthbert, are you moving back? Um. Yes, I think I you will. In, I want to. You feel like you're still in ball triggering danger zone. Yeah, exactly. I want to move out of ball zone. I don't want to be splurged by a bunch of balls. Okay. So you move back as far as you can, and you are no longer hit by balls. So we can we can stop going person by person. We can yeah. Let's have an agreement how we're going to mm. uh, deal with the um, the yeah, worm. Exactly. Right. Well, I think we should. I don't know. We should throw some fireballs or something in there and basically encourage it to come out and attack us, so that we can actually attack it back. Mike, the the pit. The, the, what's the the ground look like underneath this? Is it is there a floor that covered in There's balls? No floor. The floor is the floor is balls. The floor is balls. Yeah, as far as we can tell. Yeah, so we don't know what's underneath them in the way of surface. So just dropping down would be. You don't know how far the balls go. I mean, they could go down. I don't know. There's a disturbance in the balls, though, so which means that whatever it is is moving around inside the balls. Yeah, we're gonna. We're not, but we're not really gonna be able to fight in the balls, are we? Somebody make a perception check. No, make an intelligence check. Just a straight intelligence check. Nineteen. 11. Well, 19 is good. Parker, your sense looking at the balls is that uh, although they form a solid surface, uh, they would be quite difficult to move around on. And you feel like it's quite easy to come a cropper. If you're trying to sort of move around on the surface of the balls, you suspect that were you to lose your footing, uh, you could get quite kind of uh, knocked over quite fast. Yeah. So it's not just yeah. a question of only being able to move slowly. It's a question of having to keep your footing uh, and avoid stumbling and getting yourself kind of knocked over. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a, you know, it's like a soft play area, isn't it? It's like, yeah. it's like a, metal a soft ball. play center from hell. Yeah. So we need something to attack this worm that doesn't involve melee combat down in the balls unless it comes onto yeah. the 
um, shaft, uh, we need some form of either we need some form of bait, or we need to be throwing things at it from distance, from range. So, um, and well, I reckon we've all so we've all got to be in here. Thing. Yeah, we've got to be in here. So, all right, is anybody else going to come in? Well, come in. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So, as a cantrip, meaning I have an unlimited number of them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here we go. I have thunderclap. Oh, for a moment there, I thought you were going to say I have mage hand. <laughs> well, I do. <laughs> so how many of them can you get at once? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I have. No, but I do have thunderclap. Now, thunderclap does it. You create a sound that can be heard up to a hundred feet away. Mm-hmm. Each creature within range, other than you, must succeed on a Constitution saving throw or take ten one d six thunder damage. Ah, so I could just basically, in theory, if this thing is it is in the yep. room, yeah, it will penetrate the balls. Yep. I could just keep doing them until it dies. Yeah, you I can't go for it. But you, you guys all need to kind of move no more way. than a hundred feet away from me. <laughs> Grimble's already gone. <laughs> you start. Purple starts outlining his plan, and the first thing he hears is Grimbold chinning down the rope, chinning down the, the chain. Because I'm assuming that if you start doing thunderclap, it's going to come out and start attacking us. And then at that point, presumably, we can then also hit it back using ranged weapons. Or that's up to you. If you want to stand that, there taking yeah. the damage along with the creature, that's absolutely fine. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying I will move to here, for instance. No, no, no. Year. It's a hundred feet. It's a hundred foot radius of me. Oh, I see. Now I understand. So we've got to all move a hundred foot radius away from you. Yeah. So basically, you have to move. Everybody Sorry, has to get the hell out of Dodge. Yes. Go back down the corridor. Go back down the shaft into the other room, leaving Burple to do his work. Well, let's do that. I mean, it sounds a very good plan. Right, so, yeah, Burple, are you going to go for this? Yeah, uh, if everyone, you know, I'll, I'll just stand, like, 20 foot back from the from the door. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, and you and you cast it. Everybody else is heading back down, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so, and uh, what's the saving throw? A seasonal constitution saving throw will take 1d6 thunder damage. And the DC is? The DC is going to be 13. Okay, so you cast the first one. Yep. Yep. Ping. Ping. And and how much damage is it? 1d6. So uh, roll that damage. I should roll that damage. Like this. Two points of damage. Okay. Um, there's some disturbance under the balls. About halfway up the chamber. Mm-hmm. The ball starts to sort of start rapidly moving around. Okay. Do you want to do another one? Yes. If they're not coming towards me, yes. Yeah. Uh, so ping. That's all right. Just, yeah, let's make a saving throw. throw. Okay, D6. and another D6. One. Okay. <laughs> rubbish, aren't you? Yeah. yeah I'm, wait a second. Cowardly I'm, rubbish. Cowardly rubbish. Yeah. Uh, well, that's enough to that's enough to uh, flush this thing out. Oh, okay. Um, and it appears, it sort of surfaces uh, yeah. where you can see it. It's like a kind of multi-tentacled 
green worm monster. Uh, I don't really have a great description of it. It looks like it's got a kind of fleshy, segmented, wormy body, and then it's got tentacles, and it kind of looks like a sort of beak in between those tentacles at the top. So it, it kind of, it sort of <laughs> comes out through the soft play area, mm. and it starts to undulate its way along the room towards you, across the surface of the balls. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it looks extremely cross. I mean, you, you can kind of hear it, and I'm presuming, I'm saying you can just maybe see it at the angle that you're at. Okay. You want to do another one? Yes, let's do another one. I'll do another one and then move. Uh, that one doesn't seem to affect it. What, the new one? The new one, yeah. It oh, seems to save. Okay. Uh, but then I shall move. Yeah. The next thing that happens is we're not sort of in rounds because we're just kind of running in alternate because only me and you. Mm. Uh, you can hear it start to sort of scrabbling. You think it might be trying to climb up the walls at your end of the chamber. Yeah. Okay. What do you want to do now? So I'm going to do... So I'm going to do one more and move to the rope. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, For six points of damage, assuming that it saves, yeah, it fails. It fails. Six points. Okay. It, it sort of squeaks. It's, it's sort of... And you can kind Excellent. of hear scrabbling and slithering. You see it uh, appear... It's in the... You can see it through... If you're standing at that end of the, the passageway, everybody yeah. else is down, you can see it through the mouth. And it's it looks like it's reluctant to emerge. So it's climbed up the, the walls, clearly. Mm. It's kind of half on the wall, half on the balance beam. It's It doesn't seem to have eyes. It seems to be writhing its tentacles around. It seems to be in some distress. But it looks like it's reached the edge of its territory. So we'll do another one. Leave. Well, uh, I want to be careful here. It yeah, looks like okay. it's it looks like it's un it looks like it's hesitating or resistant to leaving. You don't know what might happen if you were to face it with no choice but to leave. But we'll okay. See. Okay. Well, I'll do another one. Okay, another one. Yes. Okay. Uh, that doesn't affect it. Okay, so that last thunderclap, purple. You're at the end of the corridor, looking down. Everybody mm. else is down below you, and it's come out. Okay. Uh, do you want to roll? Should we roll for initiative? Okay. Really? Okay. Well, you have a round. You can decide to clamber back down or hit it again. But well, if I'm you gonna... don't do that, we're going to have to roll for initiative and see who gets to move towards each other fastest. Okay. I want to do a spell. Yeah, you can do whatever you like. You've got a round, and then we'll have okay. initiative. Okay. Okay. I'm going to do dissonant whispers on it. Mm hmm. Uh, so pick one creature within range that can hear you. Uh, the range is 60 feet. Yeah, 60 feet. That's fine. And it's uh, on a... F so it must make a wisdom... A DC 13 wisdom save. Yes. Okay. It fails that save. Natural 2. Uh, so then it, it takes... It takes 12 points of damage. Uh, so on a failed save, it takes 3d6 psychic damage and must immediately use its reaction, if available, to move as far as its speed allows away from you. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, you killed it. You killed it. 12 points of damage has killed it. 
It writhes and collapses. Excellent. Well Yay. done, clapping. Very nicely Yay. done. Clapping. I'm clapping. I'm clapping. What? I'm, I'm clapping, clapping down. Around. That that was a. Uh... What? <laughs> I think we all clapped. Didn't you clap? Makes a serious difference having a kind of competent, effective spellcaster. Incredible, <laughs> isn't it? I think we could freely go and find the bone bones, can't we? You can go and yeah, you can. You have you have vanquished the uh, thing. This this uh, kid, Alastor Land. The uh, spectral kid uh, has reappeared by the time you get back to the thing, and he's sort of smiling benignly at you and uh, laughing. Well okay. done. Well done. Okay, go back. Okay, and you start, you lower yourselves down. What are you doing? Okay. I think that basically, we, whoever goes down, Paul, you're, you, you're brave. You, you'll go down, and we'll tie a rope around you. Two yes. tugs basically mean pull me up. Mm hmm. I would like the other hand end of the rope not to be held by Dan or Johnny. I'll hold it. Sorry, bite. Purple, but he's strong. <laughs> or brave, <Well>. or <laughs> or Parker's strong. I'll hold the other okay. end of the rope. The trouble is, trust... his eyes glow and he's green. I trust Parker <laughs> yeah. Yeah. more than I trust <laughs> Grimbold or Purple Herpish. So well, I will. Um, uh, frankly, I'm quite offended. Uh, that's yeah, fine. Me too. What we could do is I could uh, cast my illusionary self and wander around to see if it provokes anything. That'd be interesting. Also annoying, Johnny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the fact is, there's nothing down there, Graham. Waste of a spell. Apart from the um, bones. Well, to... what do you want but to we'll do? We'll rest in a minute, so it'll be fine. That sounds a great idea. Sessions, why don't you do that? No, I think you should go down there, Cuthbert. Come on. You are brave, after all. Not brave, but foolhardy. Yeah, foolhardy. Okay, so one end of the rope to Parker. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I will um, let myself down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not yourself you get down, it's us. Yeah. It's, 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 I know, yes, I um, Okay, so um, you find the following things. First thing that you find at his uh, instigation, and he, he kind of getting closer, you find <laughs> a relatively intact small humanoid skeleton. Mm -hmm. about three foot down below the surface of the balls moving around on the balls is really difficult but you've, you think as long as you're kind of cautious you don't do any, you don't exert yourself you're not at risk of having to sort of uh, steady yourself as it were yeah uh, you also find some other bits and bobs because there are other kind of you it as you, you sort of sifting through these balls you don't know how far down they go but after about you've cleared about three or four feet you just think my god these things are good you know go down forever you just don't know but all of the stuff that's interesting was in about the th first three or four feet uh you find some sort of rather unfortunately decomposed uh kind of i suppose by this point um desiccated corpses mm -hmm. but they have got some stuff on them first of all um you well find... i mean <clears throat> i'm just wondering whether we play <clears throat> well okay so and then Cuthbert returns <laughs> laden down with stuff <laughs> With with some bones. Look what I found. I found some bones. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing else down there at all. Tech magic. 
Actually, I, I have... don't honestly think you're going to be able to rummage around in this thing where people are, are basically uh, supporting you with ropes. Yeah, watching and, like, you. Also have the dexterity, yeah, watching you to then like, oh look, that looks interesting. I'll stick that in my pocket because I've just well, basically ripped it off cu- some deposing, de- uh, decomposing <laughs> the idea court. Cuthbert sifting through this stuff with people kind of looking over him with ropes, yeah. controlling him. It's like one of those um, things in the amusement arcade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's true. So I think really. we'd have to see some stealth checks going on uh, if you if you want to do that, guys, guys. Relax. Everybody relax. In this instance, we don't need to worry. Because the uh, Paul, the only thing that's of any kind of proper value is a suit of scale mail, which I, even you will struggle <laughs> to pretend <laughs> is something else. <laughs> There's a rusty longsword that just looks rusty. Okay. <laughs> and that's it? Uh, how Are you declaring everything, Paul? Uh, yes. 47 gold pieces, 7 silver pieces, 1 platinum piece. And when you've done that and you've got the bones and you've collected everything, he, he rematerializes and he says, Remember what I said? Well, I think that's what we, should, what we need if to do, isn't it? Reunite my bones with the bones of my family. I can open the catch on the other side of the door and you can go through to the magnificent chamber behind. Does, um... And I shall be free at last. Does any do the guys who live here recognize his name? Like intuition or whatever it's called now. Yeah, what is the skill? Somebody tell me. Uh, I'm looking it up. Insight. 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 Yeah, make an oh, insight. I've got a plus check. four on insight. Somebody make an insight check then. I got me a too. four. <laughs> it's going really well. Mm, Fourteen. Twenty. Okay, you think he's on the level. Do any of the guys here who live in this area recognise his name? Uh, can Purple Sessions and Grimbold make straight intelligence checks? For it's just uh, it's consistent. I had to, to say this consistent. Consistently rubbish. Oh, twenty natural twenty. Sessions. You recognise you recognise the surname. You know that there there is a, there was a family you've heard of called the Land family who run ran a small kind of farmstead about ten minutes outside uh, the town, actually out on the road out to here. So it you would it's it's on your way back. Um, if that's the ho- if that's the homestead that he's talking about, then that would make sense. But you don't know his name. You don't you haven't heard of him. Okay. And they're not there anymore. Your, your recollection, no, your recollection is that that the it's it's long fallen into ruin, and that the family that were there are all all died of the Red Death, which was a plague that took a load of people. Okay. Okay. So we'll we'll hightail it down to his farmstead. Okay. It's the late afternoon on uh, Moon Day. Uh, you could travel in the dark, uh, and it would take you. You could travel overnight and be there sort of in the early hours of the following morning, or you could wait and go the next day. What do you want to do? Uh, let's get on with it, I'd say. Take a long rest, yeah. go, head, head over to the next day. You travel through the snow. It stops snowing. It's bright and crisp day. Um, 
you work your way back down the company road towards town and about 10 minutes from town uh, up on the ridge you can see town below you looks nothing looks particularly uh, untoward you you see off to the side you follow down a little kind of single farm track and you uh, find yourselves at the land homestead or at least where sessions believes it to be um, and as you wander up towards the homestead which sits on its own little kind of ridge uh, looking down over a an open area of ground you come across the grave site um, there's a, a an immense copse of fir trees that shade a small quiet clearing uh, and it's just where sessions thought it would be about 10 minutes to the east of diamond lake uh, there's a crumbling walls uh, there's a seemingly abandoned farmhouse that sort of stands vigil atop a little bluff overlooking the clearing and the sad ruins it's the sad ruins of what must have been this this uh, homestead and there are five grave markers stand in the clearing each with a different name anders Bernissa, Calderan, Gertia, and Alastor. But open pits yawn from before all five headstones, and there are piles of fresh dirt. The snow on the fresh dirt and the rubble that's being cleared is relatively new. I mean, it's 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 been snowing on and off for, for a uh, sort of two or three weeks now. This looks like there's no more than a few days worth of snow uh, accumulated on the kind of spoil from these, but the graves have been opened. So relatively recently, somebody has been at these graves. Great. The markers, uh, Anders Land, uh, 531 to 564. The year now is 595. Benissa Land, 534 to 576. Right. Gertia Land, 563-576. Calderan, 550-576. And finally, Alastor Land, which says 552 to nothing. So the headstone had been carved before Alastor died. Yeah. But you do, you're not sure about when he must have disappeared. So you don't know what that date would be. But clearly, there was a gravestone set in the family plot for him with a birth year in it, but no death year. Yeah. Right. Somebody give me uh, an investigation check. We got fifteen. Grimbold, you're standing there looking down at this rather kind of um, dismal scene. You notice something. You notice that going back up the single trackway that you followed down here, there are cart tracks, like a hand cart, not a not a wagon, not one of those big wheelbarrows, something with a kind of couple of handles and a couple of wheels and then a couple of stands at one end of a plate so that you could set it down. There are tracks leading away from the gravesite back up the track from whence you came. Has anybody got survival skill? Nope. Yes, I do. Have you now? Uh, Why don't you give it a shot? Yeah, Otherwise, two points in Let's give that a go. Two. Fourteen. Nineteen. Those are good rolls. You notice something else, you guys. You can see human tracks leading away from the graves and up the little track that runs up the bluff and towards the abandoned homestead. It looks like five sets of tracks. But the thing you notice with your really good check is that four sets of tracks seem to race back, back towards where you came from. One person up there died. Four ran away. We need to quickly investigate the house, I think. Yeah. And then go off after the cart. Yeah. Mike, I'm just trying to ascertain that mm -hmm. the way the cart left was the way that we've come. Yes, that's right. Okay. And what is in that direction? 
other than the cairn that we're exploring. Well, town. You're on a little track that's right. led away from... So the company road that runs between Diamond Lake and the cairn where you're investigating. You're now ten minutes from town. This little track is a little spur that runs off that main company road down to the farmstead. So this cart will have been... Looks like it was brought down here and then pushed back up the track to the main road. Where it went after that, you don't know. Okay, so we'll go, we'll, we'll go and investigate the building very quickly. Okay. Uh, you can see... Uh, I've got you on a map so that you can see the whole setup. Who's going up where? As you can see, a, there's a little track that runs up to the house. Everything seems quiet. Just the kind of... There's the occasional kind of cawing crow. Uh, and that kind of... That sort of weird, almost kind of hard quiet that you get on a crisp, sunny day with snow on the ground. Oh, make, give me another perception check. Now that you've got close to the... You're moving right up close to the corner of the building, right? 19. 19 from Parker as he gets close. You can hear something, Parker. You can hear from inside... So the walls are intact. Uh, but the, the roof is gone. Um, and from within this kind of uh, ruin, you can hear a sort of bestial, relatively high-pitched, sort of squeaky growling sound. Werewolf? Doesn't sound like a wolf. Okay. Sounds more... Make a survival check or a nature check. Twelve. Uh, hmm. It's closer to the sound of maybe an eagle or an owl or something like that. It's sort of, it's more kind of avian, but sort of with a kind of growly kind of undertone. Um, Do we get an idea of direction? Well, it's, it sounds like it's coming from the farther part of the ruin. I'm going to do a full slice spell. Okay. So I get 1d4 plus 4 hit points. Okay. Can we move again? Yeah, yeah, you can keep moving. You're approaching the southeast corner of the ruin. There, uh, The walls are intact, so you can't see in. You can see, uh, if you're standing at the east wall of the building, that there are some steps leading up to a now destroyed, what looks like a fallen in door right at the sort of northeast corner of the building. Anybody going to move up? Yeah, I'm moving. Stay frosty. Yeah. I'm also... Ready to hit something that comes in range. Yeah. Yeah. Cuthbert, make a perception check. Cuthbert, uh, so Cuthbert, you're, uh, you're walking up to the steps. Oh, Cuthbert. Oh, Cuthbert. Time for your bitty buys. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I was on mute. Yeah, I'm going to walk up the northeast side to the base of the steps. Yeah, okay. Uh, when you get there, can you make a perception check? I have made a perception check of 14. <laughs> okay. 14. Yeah, there's, this noise is quite proximate now, quite close. You think it's no more than about 15, 20, 30 feet away from you. It looks like it's coming from through this doorway. Can I poke my head around the corner just quickly, see if I can see anything? You can't see anything. What you can see is that the doors have caved in. Mm -hmm. uh, let me describe uh, what else you can see. Um, Medusa. In the doorway... Paul says stone. At the point where the snow is no longer 
cockatrice. There's, there's a point where the snow Owl mixes bear. with uh, some sort of sludgy, youth, what you think is blood. Hmm. And at where the door has collapsed in, uh, just sort of sitting on it, there are some kind of chunks of something nasty. Some chunks of something you think is human that's been sort of rendered or 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 kind of munched. Munched. I'll um, call out to Grimbold. Mm -hmm. uh, I think there's some kind of magic wands up here. Do you want to come and take a look? <laughs> uh, well, me being eight intelligence... <laughs> I proceed forward. <laughs> and Grimbold, well, you can see it. You can see in. You know. Yeah, you can see in Grimbold. You're now looking through the door. You can see that the doors that were once stood are now on the floor. On them, there is some matter that looks like it's human munched matter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and there's blood all over the place, but snow has fallen all over it because there's no roof. Um, and all you right. can hear this kind of squeaking, cawing growling sound kind of slightly high pitched and it's coming you think from uh you can look into the the kind of opening chamber and then you can see that it opens out to the south and you think that it's coming from that direction you see i told you there was lumps of flesh here we should okay, go investigate well, take my clothes off and roll round naked upon the, the lumps like, of flesh. i've gone okay. around to the west side on the west side in it yeah yeah, you can see that there's a little uh, opening where there was once maybe a window that's collapsed in. Yeah, and I, I'm going to go up to that. And okay, so you move up and peek through the window. Peek through, yeah. So you literally are you? And so your little green, pointy green head is yeah. poking round the corner of the top of that wall and looking in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, before I do that, I'm also doing no. a produce flame. Mm-hmm. Gonna give someone a terrible fright. Mm-hmm. Okay. You um and you're Green popping your head around? Yeah. Okay, make the perception check. Eighteen. Okay, so Parker. What you can see is you can see a little creature. It's an odd thing. It's small. It looks like it might be uh, young. It might be a pup or something, yeah? Or a cub. Uh, it's got... It, it's a bit like... Uh, I can't put this in any more straightforward way for you, Parker. It looks a bit like a bear and a bit like an owl. Uh, yeah. Ooh, what's that, a ghoul? Fur. <laughs> no, um, um, a <laughs> A bear owl. <laughs> it is in a fact, bear owl, yeah. a monster. It is a. It's, it's basically. It's not from. It's not canon. It's not something from the rules. It's a. It's a monster I've created called the bear owl. <laughs> uh, it's basically, it's an owl with a picnic basket. Uh, no, it's. Uh, it, so yeah, it's you a, think it's, it's a twit to pool. It's a, <laughs> a twit to what? Anyway. It's it's sort of snuffling around in the ruins of that little bit, and it doesn't seem to have noticed you. But it it, it looks like it's it's it looks like its its head is up, and it's looking over towards the doorway where Grimbold is a, sort of about to break the plane of the whatever. So it looks like it's been yeah. disturbed, and it's squeaking away and looking a little bit agitated. I don't think I've ever fought an owl bear before. Looking for its mummy. Possibly its parents are somewhere else. 
Yes. Uh, very possibly. Um, Has it got blood on its snout? No. Okay. What's anybody else doing? I'm presuming um, that you're keeping yourself hidden, Parker. So I am still going to keep myself hidden because so you. my understanding is I can see it, but it's thinking, it's wondering what's going on in the direction of Grimbold, right? Where the other people are clumping about, yeah. Where, where is it exactly? Well, uh, as you look into the thing, there's a main area of the building, a kind of open area. Yes. That takes up about the southern half of the building, and it's sitting pretty much right in the middle of that. Right, okay. Well, uh, I will uh, hang back. Right, can I move in and fire something at it? We don't know, it's not... Don't do that. Hold on. Excuse me, it's got cute factor. Hang on. It cute. might be friendly. It might be friendly. Yeah, it maybe. might be friendly. It might be orphaned. Zap it. it looks tolerably cute. Grimble, what do you want to do? You can step I'm into the room. I'm going it. Don't zap it. So you're moving in. It sees you as soon as you kind of move through into the room like that. Uh, and it looks at you with big kind of puppy dog eyes. Well, berry dog, owl dog bear eyes. Oh, it's still getting a chromatic order up its arse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here little bear, here little bear. It looks at you and it kind of goes... And it starts Aww. to kind of waddle uh, towards you, looking trusting. Oh, maybe I shouldn't fry it after all. Waddles no. up towards you. No, I shouldn't fry it. No. Hold on. Maybe these Ooh, other people succeeded in killing its, it's mother. This thing is waddling towards you, Grimble. It's spotted you, and it's going... Well, I'm, I'm firing a chromatic orb at it. Okay. Make your roll. A nine. A nine. Uh, let me just see whether or not that hits. Okay, you miss it. Okay. But this, chrom this chromatic orb goes... Like that. And you hear a roar from the northern half of the building. Of course you do. And, uh, it's mummy. Uh, let's yeah. roll Hang on, I haven't got Marissa my go yet. Okay, what do you want to do? <laughs> you want to run away. <laughs> Tactical movement. So you're running away. I'm not running away, I'm just moving behind the fighter. Okay, uh, and let's have initiative. Right, so Cuthbert, what'd you get? Cuthbert gets a 17. Okay, Sessions, what you get? 19. Sessions, you're quite kind of consistently speedy. Purple, what you get? 8. Gentleman's 8. Grimble, what you get? 14. 14. Uh, consistent. Uh, consistently shit. Uh, Parker, what you get? I'm inconsistent, but very good. 22. Whoa, 22. Speedy boots. Okay. Parker, 22. What do you want to do? There's been the roar. Right, well, there's been a roar all, from the roar? to the oh. north. It's, it's, to, it's, if you're looking in, if you were looking in through your little window, it's to the left of you. So it's to the, in the northern part of the building, perhaps in that area that you can't quite see. Well, so if I look at that line of sight, so that means it would have to be here, right? 
when you're saying that you're looking in, there's one area there's one area that's obscured by the collapsed staircase that you can't see. Is that where you think it might be? Yeah. So so what I'm going to do is I'm going to move to there. Mm-hmm. And as I said, I have my um I have my produce flame spell in hand. My yeah, produce flame spell at the ready. Just have a look. What does it last until discharged? Ten minutes until discharged. Ten minutes. It's in my hand. It's in my hand. If you don't do anything, it's just in your hand. So I can either attack with it or I can throw it. Okay, sessions. I'm moving around there, I'm presuming, so that when this thing comes by, it won't see me. Okay, sessions. Oh, I'm going to appear here. Mm Mm-hmm. And then run and hide in the bush. And now it's Cuthbert. Come on. Well... Cuthbert. The fighter. Gonna bash it. The roar sounds like the grown up version of the squeak that this yes. little thing. Yes. It does. Alright. With Lure it out. Rapier in sword in hand. I'm going to wander to there. Okay. The roar of this thing has clearly agitated this little creature. Mm-hmm. And it looks at you uh, with big, beautiful. Uh, innocent eyes and it's trembling with fear okay you doing anything else no Grimbold me again mm-hmm I'm going to go there so you're going just inside the doorway I'm going the doorway and then I'm going to fire a firebolt at it at what at, at the little at the little pup oh, that little cute <laughs> It's <laughs> trembling okay. with fear and Give hasn't it. attacked us. They're not nice. It's an owlbear. They're like foxes. People think they're friendly. They're not. Right, so... Well, give it a shot. 16. Yep. How much damage does that do? This is a vicious creature. Is that a it's hit? It's not. It's a baby. Yes, you strike it full on with your fireball. How much damage do you do? Six points. Uh, it combusts. It's fur and its little beak and its Aww. lovely little claws and its beautiful <laughs> giant you think I'm a eyelashes. No. Just immolates and it squeals in its horrible tiny death throes. Yeah. Are you, are you happy now? Okay, now I'm going to move. Slink back. Corner. Slink back in shame. Exactly. You go and kill this fluffy little creature. And it's fluffy. It's like- Stoke the wasp's nest and run away. There's of human flesh there. They're they're horrible creatures. There's an even greater roar from round the corner. And now it's purple. Well, it's definitely a fight to the death now, isn't it? So, uh, I'm going to... move in the doorway. Yeah. Okay, so you can see into the room. You can see there's chunks of flesh in front of you and the broken down door. You can see Cuthbert standing there, weapons out, and you can see uh, a, a, like a little mini, like a teddy bear that's been set on fire, squealing and <laughs> rendering the fat, rendering down into a puddle on the floor. You doing anything else? I might do, I might do heroism, but I will save my spell, I think, for now. Okay, all done. Mm. Yeah, all done. Okay, uh, this thing comes screaming around the corner and. It's big, and it stops as it sees uh, its young uh, um, barbecued. 
and then it keeps moving, and then it goes... Free action. Yes. Free action to say, if you understand my language, the person who killed your baby is standing outside. And it howls at you. It's a great big, horrible-looking creature. Basically like a Kodiak bear up on its hind legs, but with an owl's beak. A bear owl. And it's a, it's a, of my own creation. It's called a bear owl. <laughs> Uh, and it is Parker's round. You hear it lumber past the open window and uh, and go past you and round. Okay, can I? Um, is it, it's got cover when I hit, try and hit it from there, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. You can see the the little the little baby being uh, immolating, and you can just see the, you can, <laughs> the see candle. Like a, you can see like a claw and an arm and a foot. I move moving to into the room to basically the south. Yeah, and you can now see that, and you can now see it all. You can see the little uh, flaming baby, and you can see the great big monster, and behind it you can see Cuthbert, and behind Cuthbert you can see Burple standing in the doorway. Yeah, so I'm basically behind the monster on the other side of the monster to Cuthbert. Got it. And now it's uh, sessions. The sessions is here. He's he walks up to here. Mm-hmm. The projected image. Can you see through the eyes of this projected image? No. Nope. Right. So you can move it to where you want it to go, but you can't see what it. Okay. Yeah. You can't which see is what why I'm see. edging my way up over here so I can see. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. Uh, so and and set the real sessions is moving up a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. To get a bit of a better. In fact, he probably move up. Yeah. To about there. Uh, and that's that'll be me for this round, I think. Okay, and then it's Cuthbert. This thing is looming over you, looking very cross. Yes, I imagine. So I better attack it. It's five feet away from you. It's it's it's. I've got to move in to attack. I'll attack with mm -hmm. the rapier to begin with. Doing oh my six alarm class eleven. That's a miss. And then I'll attack with the plus one sh uh, shorts of the east wind. Ooh. Oh, hello. 19. Does that That's hit a hit. It? Yeah, it's at 25. That's a hit. Okay, so it is then doing this as piercing damage. Mm -hmm. Doing six points of piercing damage. Six points of piercing damage. Okay. And then I will move back towards the door. Okay, so that's your. So you've used a little you bit of your movement to get up to it. Yeah, and it gets an attack of Oh, does it? You, yeah. Oh, okay. you move away from its. Yeah. Okay, you, in which case I would. You'll stay where you I'll are? Stay where I am. Okay, Grimbold. It's an opportunity right. to run in and really. Come on. Toe -toe. Now that you've kicked this off. To there, yeah, which is the doorway. Yeah, you can move into the doorway, yep. I've got a clear line of sight to the bear owl. Yeah, the bear owl, yep. And then I'm going to do a ray of sickness, which is my new spell. Okay. Ooh, that's very potential exciting. to be interesting. I haven't mm -hmm. used in 41 years. <laughs> um, so I've got to roll to hit. This is it. Yeah. 25! It's a critical. And it is a critical hit. Okay, roll Sorry. your damage. And Sorry, roll 2d8. Uh, 
so it takes 16 and then I roll it again. Ah, oh, shit. 20 points of damage. And it's got to make a constitution save. DC 13 will be poisoned. Okay. Let me just roll that. It rolls a 17. It saves It saves against your sickness effect. Ah. Okay. And then I'm moving back around the corner. Out of the doorway. Okay, so you duck back around the corner uh, out of sight. And now it is Burple. Purple is going to do dissonant whispers on it. Can it make a saving throw, wisdom saving throw, DC 13? It rolls a 12 and makes the save. So, that's disappointing. I'm sorry. I think on a successful save, the target takes half as much damage. So it takes half of 3d6, so it takes half of this. Half of 17, so it takes 8 points of damage. 8 points of damage, okay, yep. Okay, and it doesn't look very well, has to be said. You've piled onto it, but now it's it. It looms over Cuthbert and it roars, and it, it strikes down with its beak. Uh, hitting armor class, uh, rolling a... Fail, fail, fail. One. Yes. <laughs> so does it lose the rest of its attacks? Stupid animal. And then it tries to rake you with its claws. But a fumble, would it lose the rest of its attacks? Uh, no, it no. wouldn't. Oh. Uh, 20. Uh, yeah, natural 20. Uh, so that is a hit, uh, and it does the following damage. It does, you, you double the, the dice, and then, is it double everything, or just double the dice and then the thing? Double the dice, add the bonus. Once. Okay, so it does the following scary damage. 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 Oh as my god! As recognized by the International Damage Council. It does 11, 12, 14, uh, 15. It does 19 points of damage. Uh, sorry, 8, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 20 points of damage on Cuthbert. Oh my god. Okay. How's he looking? Uh, really, well, really, really close to death. Let's hope we kill it this round then. Well, it's Parker. Hurrah! Right, well, I will first of all hit it with the shillelagh. So with your quarter staff with the shillelagh spell running? Yes. Mm -hmm. 16. 16 is a hit. So, three points of damage. Okay, no, and the second... Thing, no? Yeah, and the second one, well, that's the unarmed strike. Got it. Which is a 10. 10 is a miss. 10 is a miss. And it's time for yeah. sessions. Okay. Terribly, ridiculously. Save yourself for a sort of healing. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to move to uh, there. Right there. So you're moving up to the level with the doorway. Yeah, a bit further. Trying to get a, a little angle into the room. You can't really see much. You can see. You can't see Cuthbert from where you're standing. Well, that's pity. I'll have to see him next. And I'll move into uh, here, just behind him. So the projected image is moving in right up to Cuthbert. Yes. Gotcha. And now it is Cuthbert. Well. 
first thing Cuthbert, Cuthbert is going to do is do a second wind. Uh. <laughs> How did I know? <laughs> How did I know? That's just going to give him 10 hit points. Thank you very much indeed. That might rescue him a little bit. Yep. Then he's going to do full round of attacks. Going for it. Okay. Yeah, he's going to go for it. Mm -hmm. So he's got... He's going to first hit with the rapier. Yep. Rolling a... Oh. Yeah. Rolling a four. Second attack with the short sword. Mm-hmm. Come on. Oh, armor class 13. Armor class 13 is a hit. Oh, thank God for that. So the short sword is 1d6 plus 4 piercing. Come okay. on. Yes! 10 points of damage. 10 points of damage and it is dead. Oh. You, have, you skewer it with the short oh. sword and it runs right into its throat. And it howls as you can only howl as you die seeing the death of your own baby child. And it slumps forward onto you, Cuthbert, causing <laughs> seven points of bludgeoning damage. <laughs> I die. <laughs> oh, God. I'm really... Cuthbert's not happy. Cuthbert's not happy with Grimbold. There's no need for that. Why? What well, did you find? Well, you initiated the combat and they decided to run away oh no 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 tactical tactical, tactical well tactical. i think it's the, the slaughter of a small child bear mm. thing mm. yeah so what, what alignment mm. are you and who do you well, mind you can't quite tell well i mean the other thing of course that it occurs to you i mean it's in the back of your mind so you don't need to make a roll or anything but apparently how valuable that Owl yeah, bear they are incredibly prey. valuable. If you can train a baby owlbear to be your companion, they are extremely valuable. They're evil. <laughs> evil creatures. Um, right. Anyway, there we are. Well done. Thank you very much, indeed. indeed. <laughs> Having a look around? Okay, yes. yeah, we'll have a look around. Mm -hmm. Loot the bodies. Give me some investigation checks. Okay. Investigation checks. Uh, How many? Well, one each. As you as you root through, as you kind of uh, oh, God, nine. sift as you sift through the uh, the stuff. Sixteen. Twenty. Zero. Twenty. You find something. Zero. What do I what do I find that I don't tell Grimbold? Um, but tell everybody else. But you tell everybody find else. an arm. Excellent. Yes. Uh, in amongst all these other bits of kind of munched up per person, there is a a tolerably intact arm. Is there a ring on it? No, but there is a tattoo on the arm. Ooh. Diamond Lake locals only. So we're talking Sessions, Grimbold and Burple. Give me intelligence checks. We're difficult for Grimbold because he's an idiot. Fifteen. Steady on. Fifteen's very Nine. good, Grimbold. Grimbold, you know that tattoo. One of Durskin's crew. That tattoo, Grimbold, 
uh, it's the symbol of a of a mine owner called Garavin Vest, who was like a greedy mine manager who branded his employees, kind of a badge of status. But Vest was bankrupted by uh, Balabar Smenk, who's this, who's uh, as you may recall, is the kind of the big cheese in town now, the guy that's aggressively. Uh, taken over the failing mines and kind of uses all sorts of underhand tactics in order to kind of, in in order to sort of um, vanquish his commercial foes. Yeah, um, and all of the indentured workers that that have this tattoo now work for Balabar Smenk. Uh, and you've got something in the back of your brain, uh, Grimbold. It's a giant uh, lump of cowardice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Owl, owlbear. Yeah. Um, no, you're 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 set, What you what you think is that that some of the that Balabar Smenk has got a kind of gang of heavies that he brought over from uh, uh, Vest when he took over the mine, and they kind of wear that tattoo as a sort of badge of kind of honour. Like they used to be indentured, but now they work for Balabar, and now they're something to be reckoned with. A little a, a kind of a gang of kind of thugs that work for Balabar Smenk. They Madam hang out. Wodge of the Lodge worked for Balabar Smenk. No, Smink. no. Bal- Madam Wodge of the, of the Wodge did work for Balabar Smenk as a kind of, as a kind of uh, chief heavy. But now now his dirty work is done by these guys. They hang out in the Feral Dog, your favourite pub. Uh, and clearly, one of them has left his arm behind. Ah. So maybe you need to find these guys and work out how to find the bones of the land family. And I think that's a great place to stop. And we'll pick it up next time. There we go. Well done. Thank you. That's brilliant. I still want to spank Grimbold on the head. The Billowing Hilltop podcast is a Billowing Hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. The Whispering Can and The Age of Worms are copyright Paizo. The Whispering Can was written by Eric Mona. Music is from Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Sirenscape. All other original material is copyright Billowing Hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.